Back at the table with an Overstreet Price Guide advisor filling you in on the comic books that you may own that spiked this week. Number 10 on the list, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number one from 2016. We are seeing $65 average sales and a recent high sale of $205 for a CGC 9.8. 150% increase in copies sold. The series dropped this past week. Surprised to see so many episodes available to be enjoyed right away on Disney+. Plus. And the first episode, which is a little over 40 minutes, largely consists of Moon Girl meeting Devil Dinosaur. It's a lot of fun. If you have kids, they're going to enjoy this one. Another thing to consider that although the outlier sales put 9.8s around the $800 marker, it was short-lived, averaging right around the $500 price at its peak. Now, we're seeing this book hit 200. This may be one of the prime times to grab an affordable key that hit the screen that I think a whole generation of kids are going to enjoy. We are here every week. Like and subscribe. And now we're going to talk about a book that was top secret. The top secret, Batman Beyond the White Knight, issue number eight. This is the one in 50 ratio variant, and it's a foil variant. This book just came out this week, and we're seeing $60 average sales already, with a high raw sale of $80 after the release of this foil secret variant, like Russ was saying. There was a lot of buzz about this book in January when they solicited a top secret variant, and we even saw pre-sales over $100. Now, Sean Murphy definitely knows how to push his marketing. We had that thing where issue number one was short printed, and that made the trending list at that point in time. Now, while I do like the bat, this type of series where he's doing alternate ideas with Batman. I'm just really not following it so much. I think it's a little bit too much. Yeah, this series originally started with Batman White Knight back in 2017 when you had uh, Joker go good and become a politician who's trying to take out Batman, who everyone views as a, a villain, I guess. It was a cool flip of the normal relationship between the two, but now there's been like six series in this entire universe, and it, I, I personally think it's a little much, but I haven't been reading them. And that might be why Sean Murphy's trying to push this with extra ideas. I love the top secret idea, and if you really just want to get the cover art, you can get a trade dress one, which is considered cover E. But again, the 1 in 50 foil variant is the one that made the list this week. Keep up with us and the rest of the comic book collecting community by downloading the app that we use every single day. It's called Key Collector Comics. You can support this show and get access to a free two-week subscription to use the app in its entirety by using code TOM101. Now, let's take a look at the list at number eight because when I think of classic comic book cover, I think of this one and we have a facsimile. That's affordable. Number eight on the list, Flash number 123. And as Tom said, yes, one of the most classic Flash covers. This is a $6 average sale because this facsimile of a very, very classic comic was released just a few weeks ago. There was also another facsimile released in 2020. The main difference between the one that was just released is the one that was just released is an exact page-for-page -page replica of the original one. Now, while we don't have enough information to get a graded copy sold of the current newest facsimile, we did see the ones from 2020 are going around $60, and there is even a Megacon foil version that'll be coming out at the beginning of April, pre-selling for around $80. The editors knew when they made this, they had a special comic on their hands. They even put it on the cover that it was going to be a classic. We have a pinup on the first page with Jay Garrick and Barry Allen. We have a notoriously difficult to acquire in high grade Silver Age key. There's one copy that exists at a 9.6, seven at a 9.4. I remember the last 9.4 when it hit the market and sold for $19,800. There was only seven of them and it was a gorgeous 
this copy. This right here is the flash of two worlds, the incorporation and explanation of how you can have more than one flash in the same story. We're seeing an increase of 667% post-release of the new Flash trailer, but we'll get to that in a little bit. We're on number seven, and this project is getting a live-action movie, and it was just announced that there's a writer now attached for Faith, number one. This is a 2016 relaunch of the Valiant book from back in the 90s that Russ knows all about. Well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body. I know not everybody has got a Faith from 2016, the first miniseries of a fan favorite from the Harbinger team. Now, we had actually talked about the Harbinger kids. There was supposed to be a movie coming out, and even that issue, number one, made it on the list a while ago. This is totally a dollar bin book. This is not a book that anyone has been specking on or even thinking about, but since we know there's a little bit more happening with her project. We are seeing a $3 average sales and there's not even that many graded right now. So it's tough to report on a high sale. But what we can report on is an increase of copies sold of 725%. And part of the Valiant universe was Bloodshot, which came out at the start of pandemic and it was a terrible hand to be dealt because the movie was pretty good. So back in 2015, we had news that the Valiant properties, Harbinger and Bloodshot had been optioned and they pushed back Harbinger to release Bloodshot, which was delayed and then delayed again to the worst possible week it could have been released. Are we going to see the same thing for Faith? Are we going to have those valiant diehards coming out and watching this movie? Let us know what you think in the comment section below. And now we're going to look at spec that was dead on arrival. We're talking about Astonishing X-Men issue number nine, the first appearance of Danger the sentient danger room that comes to life and attacks the X-Men team during Joss Whedon's astonishing X-Men run, which honestly is the only X-Men run I like. I'm not a fan <laughs> of X-Men. I quite enjoy this run, however, so I don't mind seeing it pop up here on the list. We're seeing $8 average sales for this book with a high 9.8 last week of $195. An increase of copies sold to 1,400%. This book spiked last year because of Ryan Reynolds on toilet with comic in hand spec. And then it spiked again this week, and then immediately members are saying, pump your brakes. We had news break this week that Emma Corrin, who played Princess Diana on Netflix's The Crown, has joined Deadpool 3 playing the villain. And people are speculating that that villain will be Danger, who appears in this issue of Astonishing X-Men. However, the same day, we had news break from a Deadline reporter who confirmed from multiple sources that the villain will not be Danger. Who do you believe? Don't forget about Spider-Man No Way Home. They lied to us. I want to know your thoughts in the comment section below. At the list, at number cinco, we have Avengers number eight. This is the first appearance of Kang the Conqueror, who we absolutely know is going to be back again and again and again. We have Jonathan Majors, who will be playing in five separate Marvel movies. Well, the first one of those is going to be Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, which is coming out very, very soon, which is why we are seeing a 163% increase in copies sold. Now, this book is perpetually relevant. This is absolutely a Silver Age blue chip book. This is not a book that most people are just going to go to your local comic store and grab one off the wall. This is the type of thing that you're probably going to save a little bit of money for, even if you're buying a low-grade copy. Now, the good news is recent sales of low-grade copies are actually down. We're seeing a recent 4.0 sale for $650, which is pretty affordable. And I know you can get raw copies for around the same price, but for the people that really want to throw down some cash, we had a high recent sale of $14,400 at the Heritage Auction Sale. 
Kang is here to stay. He's definitely going to be here for the rest of this phase in Marvel, and I don't think this book is going anywhere. That was a gorgeous 9.4. There's only 31 on this CGC census, and curious that we're talking about Kang purchases and records and not Modoc. Yeah, the movie dropped today. I've heard a few people's reviews on Instagram, and I don't think any one of them had anything nice or kind or anything at all to say about Modoc. So uh, let's see. No spoilers in the comment section below, and let's talk about a book that we have on the table. We're already on number four on this list, uh, and it turns out it's a book that Tom has three copies of just sitting on his living room table while we were prepping for this book. We're talking about the Batman movie special from 1989. This is the adaptation of the first Tim Burton, Michael Keaton Batman film which is Russ's favorite movie in the entire universe. Oh, man, I love this movie. And Jack Nicholson is absolutely my Joker. Now, these are the prestige copies, which are, again, a little bit harder cover. There is also a soft cover copy of this. We were seeing a high sale of the prestige at a CGC 9.8 for $130 and the regular cover at about $100. $12 average sales. There's no staples on this book, so be careful if you're looking to press it because that glue will leak out of the... The corners. I've done it before, but it's a fairly easy book to secure in high grade because of the thick spine and gorgeous paper quality. Oh, Vicky Vale. I mean, seriously, this brings me back. I love Jack Nicholson. I love thinking about him just going into the art museum and saying, Lawrence, broaden our minds. I mean, just like, really, it's one of those things that I love this. This brings back nostalgia and that trailer definitely helps me bring a little bit more of this Michael Keaton Batman nostalgia back. Yo, there is a straight up chance. Not only are we for sure getting Ben Affleck Batman, not only do we have Michael Keaton, we could see a Robert Pattinson. We could see a Christian Bale. Now, they're going to look at what's worked in the past as well as at other companies and we just got a spider-man movie where it was the talk of the year just a few scenes getting the right actors in the same frame they could do it again with a movie like the flash that we all thought was going to get canceled there's a reason why they didn't cancel it yeah between all of the troubles with ezra miller between david zaslav taking over dc and canceling pretty much everything he could find between the new movie news with james gunn it's a surprise that this movie managed to weather the storm but now that we've seen the trailer It kind of makes sense. Moving over to number three on the list with controversy. We have a comic book volume that is now wanted because of it being canceled officially. Number three on the list, The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. This is a trade paperback of 12 issues of Scrooge McDuck. Technically, this is issues 285 through issues 296 of the Uncle Scrooge comic. We're seeing $25 average sales for this trade paperback with a high of $80. 1,600% increase in copies sold because Disney has discontinued reprinting parts of what actually are the origin issues and key moments of this character. And... This was announced in the strangest way. I thought this was really, really odd because artist Don Rosa actually came out and said, Disney sent me an email that basically explained that there were some aspects of some characters that I had worked on back in the early 1990s that they no longer felt represented what Disney's ideals were for going forward and that they would no longer be reprinting these. So this isn't a conversation about that per se the collectors don't care blowing up the internet hunting for this book and i want to send out a word of caution when the mainstream gets involved when we start to see this type of attention to controversial books these are moments that you want to 
know the books. You want to know the covers. You want to know in case you have it, in case you find it on the hunt in dollar bins, things like that. But it may not be the most optimal time to buy them. They're typically at their peak when this news is circulating as aggressively as it's been the last seven days. Keep in mind that the word fan is short for fanatic. And when we see Disney collectors, they absolutely are fanatics about these things. You have to see that this trade paperback was released in 2006, but there is also a larger everything Don Rosa ever did collection that is spiking. There is an oversized artist edition that is spiking. But the interesting thing, the actual issue itself, number 295, is still available on eBay for like 3 or $4. So people are picking up the graphic novels, but not even the single issue that's the one that's not getting reprinted. We've seen this sort of thing happen recently with uh, Dr. Seuss books getting canceled due to their troublesome nature. And we've also seen recently Disney has shut down the Splash Mountain ride to give it a facelift to get rid of the uh, the Song of the South vibe that that original ride has. They're replacing that with uh, Princess and the Frog. Speaking of duck collectors, join the March Mystery Mail Call. Support the show directly. And give me an excuse to sing you some funny books every month. We have Darkwing Duck number one, trade dress, virgins going out at random, but it's one per box done beautifully by Johnny Desjardins. I love the fact that these covers that Johnny is doing for the mail call are so atypical. You know that Disney has got a lockdown on how their characters are supposed to look. So we are really getting these almost Carl Barks like painted covers. It's very, very cool. Make sure and check out ComicTom101.com to sign up. You have a couple weeks left to get this March box, more than a couple weeks actually, and it's worth it just for this one cover alone, but we definitely have more to reveal to you in the coming weeks. And now looking at the list at number two, you may be surprised that Supergirl, Kara, who is featured in the Flash trailer, hadn't been seen in comics since the 80s until this next issue on the list. At number two, Superman Batman number eight from 2004. We're seeing $18 averages for this book and a 9.8 just sold this month for $158 for this book by Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis. Actually just finished rereading Crisis on Infinite Earths and it's a lot. There's a lot going on there, but easily the most memorable part for me was the death of Supergirl. And I did not know that she did not appear at all in between that, you know, back in the day, it used to take a while for comic book superheroes to come back from the dead. Unlike today. And that's what happened with this character, which is why we have a book from 2004 that you may have in your back issue bin, or you may be able to find on the hunt. There's an increase in copies sold of a strong 1,233%. And this book was actually printed with pretty great paper quality. There is one copy that exists at a 10.0, 16 at a 9.9, and a total of 820 slabs on the census. That is not many slabs for as many 10s and 9.9s that exist. Now, this book is from the early 2000s when DC did a fantastic job of having a little bit thicker cover along with their papers, which is why you're seeing 9.9s and 10.0s from this book. It also did come from the second arc. So while Ed McGinnis did a great job on the first six issues, Michael Turner absolutely Uh, killed the cover art on the second arc. An affordable Michael Turner key comic book. Just another reason to hunt for it. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button. And I want to know in the comment section below, did you expect Spider-Man Noir number one to lead the list? 
Spider-Man Noir, or if you are a little bit less couth, Spider-Man Noir, it is $180 average sales and a $510 high sale for a CDC 9.8, 1,300% increase in copies sold. We haven't seen movement in this book since we had Nicolas Cage playing the animated voice in the Miles Morales movie. That might actually be the biggest reason I'm a little nervous about this project, because I think most normal people will associate Spider-Man Noir with uh, the <laughs> Nicolas Cage animated version that we got in the cartoon, and seeing a live-action version probably not with Nicolas Cage's voice might be a little off-putting for some people. However, by the time we actually probably see this on TV, it'll be a long time since we got that character in animation, so it might work. Headed to Amazon, a more gritty, mature take on the web slinger in the 1930s setting where you have a mafia version of Norman Osborn. You have a vulture that literally eats his enemies. This is going to be surprising to many Spidey fans if you haven't read this comic, which I very much recommend. This excites me to no end, and if you are a fan of this noir-style storytelling, they actually do have a subverse in the Marvel Universe of the noir storytelling. We have Daredevil, X-Men, Wolverine, Luke Cage, Punisher, and Iron Man. Are we going to see more titles to match up with Spider-Man? What I didn't know until last night was that Iron Man Noir was written by Scott Snyder right before he took on Batman over in the New 52, so that's pretty cool. This book hit heights of $1,500 during the comic (sighs) boom, and it is a third of the price at option announcement. This may be a great time to consider buying a fan-favorite Spidey character. Like and subscribe, and as always, keep responsibly. Nah. Said, comic fam, come join me. Comic butch. Yo, what's up, dude? We're giving this away. February 27th on Whatnot. I'll put the link in the description. We're just giving it away. You don't even have to buy anything. You just got to click a button. And if you do decide to buy something, you get a $10 credit. You can buy more funny books. But that's totally optional. But be there. I want to send you this book. I'll even cover shipping. Have a great week.